Well, hello and welcome again to Abounding Love Podcast. My name is Dave Nelson. Uh, We find ourselves in this podcast uh, at Acts chapter 18. So if you have your Bibles handy or you're in a position where you can go ahead and grab them, I really encourage you again to open your Bibles and follow along with us. That's what this podcast is. It is a Bible study and we're currently going through the book of Acts. So Acts chapter 18 is where you need to open your Bibles to. We finished up with chapter 17, and we saw all the things that had taken place with Paul and Silas and Timothy while they were in uh, Macedonia. They were in Thessalonica and Berea, and we also uh, saw toward the end there of chapter 17 where Paul was in Athens. In uh, Thessalonica, Paul was persecuted by the Jews. In Berea, they received the preaching of Paul and searched the scriptures themselves to verify what Paul was telling them. And that's where you'll hear me quote that verse a lot or that, you know, that section of Acts a lot as we go through various podcasts. I I always encourage you to be like the Bereans, you know, and, and search the scriptures yourself and find out. You know, if the things that uh, we're studying, that, that you hear me communicating, are, are true, verify them in the Word of God for yourself. Um, but the, the Jews from Thessalonica, they tracked Paul down in Berea and began to stir up trouble for him again there. So a group of believers sent Paul to Athens, but Silas and Timothy were uh, left behind. They stayed behind there. While in Athens, Paul preached to the philosophers and the people that would gather. And uh, these people that would just, they would just gather all the time to, to discuss, uh, I guess, what you would call deep things. You know, they always wanted to have a story, always wanted to tell something new. And uh, Paul shared with them the fact that Jesus is the Christ and that he is the God that is unknown to them but that is very evident in all of creation. And anyway, after this, Paul leaves Athens and he heads up to Corinth. And that is where we're picking it up in this podcast. Acts chapter 18, verse 1 and 2 says, After these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth. And he found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome and he came to them. So here again, we see people of God being moved around as a result of persecution. This Claudius, who was the Roman emperor at the time, had kicked all the Jews out of Rome. He felt that they didn't belong there and that they were a nuisance. And if you'd like, you can do some research on Claudius and and that whole time frame. And and, uh, there's actually a letter that he sent out about all of this. Um, You can study that history for yourself if you like. But the thing that we'll see here as we read more about Aquila and Priscilla is that this was all a part of the Lord's plan for their lives. You see, God is always in control, and we need to remember that as we walk through this life, 
If you have surrendered your life wholeheartedly to the Lord, then you can rest assured that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. Evil was in the heart of Claudius as he kicked the Jews out of Rome, but now the Lord was going to put Aquila and Priscilla in a place where he could use them. How does that relate to you right now? And obviously I can't give an answer. I'm just posing a question to you. How does that relate to you? Is God doing some things? Are there things being shaken up in your life? Are you being stirred to do something different? Maybe go someplace different? Maybe start something new? How, how is the Lord working in your heart? Know that, that, that the Lord does work in our lives through trials and tribulations. And, and there are even persecutions that come our way that cause us to move in a different direction. And praise God, though, God is always holding us. We are always safe with him. And here, Aquila has something in common with Paul. Look at verse 3. It says, so because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for by occupation they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. So, Aquila is ministering every week in the synagogue and is having an influence on both Jews and Greeks. Even though he himself was Jewish, the Lord has done a work in his heart and he understands that race does not matter. So he's ministering to the Greeks as well. And you know the scripture, right? Galatians 3.28 it says there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So Aquila and his wife are being used by the Lord in a mighty way. They are turning the hearts of the people to faith in Jesus Christ. Look at verse 5. When Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. This is very interesting and kind of funny to me. Aquila is having no problem speaking to both the Jews and the Gentiles. But Paul is facing opposition. Paul was used in a wonderful way by the Lord. But why did he run into so many problems? Well, we can find the answer to that question by turning back to Acts chapter 9. So go ahead and uh, flip backwards in your Bibles here to Acts chapter 9. I'll give you just a second to get there. Acts chapter 9, and we're going to, um, let's read the first 16 verses of this uh of Acts chapter 9 here. And, and remember, the question that I've posed here 
is why did Paul run into so many problems? We saw Aquila here in chapter 18 ministering to both Jews and Gentiles, but Paul always faced opposition. Okay, so chapter 9, Acts chapter 9, verse 1. Then Saul, which, by the way, if you don't know, that's Paul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. Now, this is before the conversion, and we're going to see that here. He went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. Now, listen to this. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. That's, that right there was Paul's lot in life. He was going to preach to the Gentiles or the non-Jews. He was going to preach to kings and he was going to preach to the Jews. But he was also going to suffer for the name of the Lord. Aquila had an easy time. He had an easy time in the synagogues, but not Paul. But did Paul quit? Praise God, he did not. Now let's flip back to Acts chapter 18. Paul just pressed on in the name of the Lord. He would not or excuse me, he would now go to the Gentiles. But remember, this was all a part of God's plan for his life. And God has a different purpose for each one of us. Look at verse 7, Acts chapter 18, verse 7. And he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man named Justice, 
one who worshipped God, whose house was next door to the synagogue. Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household, and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. So now we see some good things are happening. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, has given his life to Jesus along with his entire household, and many others in the city were doing the same. You could ask the question here, wasn't Crispus a religious leader? Yes, he was. But religion is not the way to salvation. Jesus is the way. Okay, look at verse 9. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent, for I am with you. And no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city. So the Lord comforts Paul here by giving him a vision. And Paul can now move forward boldly, knowing that no one will attack or hurt him for a little while, at least. (laughs) And he continued there a year and six months, verse 11 says, teaching the word of God among them. So for a year and a half, it was some smooth sailing for Paul. But remember, his lot in life was to suffer for the name of the Lord. So here comes some tough times again, right? Verse 12, when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews with one accord rose up against Paul and brought him to the judgment seat saying, this fellow persuades men to worship God contrary to the law. You see, Christianity was upsetting the apple cart, so to speak. Religion had been the way for a very long time now. And even till this day, many people think that religious organization is the way to God. And here we see the Jews wanted to put a stop to anything that was outside the ways of their religion. But it's not just the Jews. Today there are hundreds upon hundreds of religions, all proclaiming that their way is the way. And in many cases, man has made up so many different rules and put themselves in in little boxes and, and wants everyone else to get in that little box with them. But, you know, many of these religions... They, they get started by selectively taking things from the Bible to form their own beliefs. But you know, here's where all of our minds need to be directed. Here's where all of our hearts need to be directed, to the simplicity of the gospel. There is no other way than the finished work of Jesus Christ. He was God in the flesh. He walked on the earth sinless, yet tempted with sin as we are. He was every bit God and every bit man. He was crucified and took all of the punishment of our sin on the cross. He was buried in a tomb, and on the third day, he rose again, and we serve a living God. He ascended back into heaven, and someday is coming again. And you know, Because of him, through faith in him, we can have eternal life. Do you believe this? I know we have various listeners out there. 
your, your various points in your walk with Christ. But this is the foundation of it all. And do you believe that? Where are you in your own heart with the facts of the gospel? Forget religion, forget works, forget everything else. Where are you in your heart in regards to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Let's move on. So Paul has not been hurt in any way. He's just been taken into court right now. Verse 14 says, And when Paul was about to open his mouth, Gallio said to the Jews, If it were a matter of wrongdoing or wicked crimes, O Jews, there would be a reason why I should bear with you. But if it is a question of words and names and your own law, look to it yourselves, for I do not want to be a judge of such matters. And he drove them from the judgment seat. You know, I like that verse 14 there. And when Paul was about to open his mouth, sometimes God intervenes, man. We get ready to do something. We get ready to say something. And God just changes things right there. Um, In this case, Paul didn't have to say anything. But you remember uh, in the vision that Paul got? We just read it a little bit ago here that the Lord told him, don't be afraid to speak. So he was about to speak, but he didn't have to here. Galileo didn't want to get involved in a matter that concerned Jewish law. So he just told them to amscray. That's a pig Latin, if you're wondering. It's not in the Bible. But he told me, go guys, get out of here. Look at verse 17, though. It says, then all the Greeks took Sosthenes the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. But Gallio took no notice of these things. Who's this Sosthenes guy? Well, remember that a year and a half has passed since Crispus, who was the former leader of the synagogue, got saved. And now someone else has taken his job. He probably moved out of that job the minute he got saved. And the Greeks decided that after Gallio didn't care about what the Jews had brought to him, they were going to go ahead and beat up this Jewish leader right in front of Galileo. But he just didn't even notice it, turned his back on it. Verse 18 says, So Paul still remained a good while. Then he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria, and Priscilla and Aquila were with him. He had his hair cut off at Centuria, for he had taken a vow. So Paul is still having some easy times, and he decides that he's going to head out of town for a while, and Aquila and Priscilla go with him. And when it says there that he had taken a vow, this means that he had let his hair grow long. You see, the Nazarite vow was that you would touch no grapes, drink no wine, touch no dead bodies, and allow your hair to grow. You can read about this, if you'd like, in Numbers chapter 6. But why would Paul, who is going around preaching the grace of God, put himself under such a religious law? Well, we talked about this a few weeks back, but let's turn again to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. So go toward the right from where you are in the book of Acts and find... The book of 1 Corinthians. 
1 Corinthians is right after the book of Romans and right before the book of 2 Corinthians. But 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And uh, let's start reading in verse 19. Okay, this is Paul speaking. He says, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law. Excuse me, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law. Not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ. That I might win those who are without law. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. You see, Paul was called by God to take the gospel of grace throughout the then known world. And he would face many different cultures and he would deal heavily with the very religious Jews. And many of these people would not pay any attention at all to him if he approached them contrary to their ways and customs. So Paul brought them the truth of the gospel He didn't water it down or compromise it, but he brought it to them on a platter that they would receive. Okay, so turning back to Acts chapter 18, we see that Paul was ending this Nazarite vow and he had gotten a haircut. And verse 19 of Acts chapter 18 says, And he came to Ephesus and left them there, but he himself entered the synagogue, and reasoned with the Jews. Okay, so Paul went into the synagogue in Ephesus by himself without Aquila and Priscilla. When they asked him to stay a longer time with them, he did not consent, but took leave of them, saying, I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem, but I will return again to you, God willing. And he sailed from Ephesus. So the Jews in Ephesus wanted Paul to hang around and talk to them more, but he tells them he must move on. Okay, verse 22. And when he had landed at Caesarea and gone up and greeted the church, he went down to Antioch. After he had spent some time there, he departed and went over the region of Galatia and Phygeria in order, strengthening all the disciples. Now, a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. Okay. So now we are being introduced to someone new here, a man named Apollos. It says here that he was eloquent, meaning he was a good speaker, and he knew the word of God. He was instructed in the way of the Lord, which means he believed in Jesus, and he very accurately taught the things of the Lord. But all he knew was the baptism of John. What does that mean? Well, We've seen this before in our study through the book of Acts, but let's look at a few different scriptures, okay? 
Turn to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Go ahead and mark where we are in Acts chapter 18, but go ahead and go all the way back to the first chapter of Acts, okay? Here we're going to see that believers in Jesus' name have been instructed by the Lord himself to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And and these and in this verse here, Acts 1.8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So, when someone comes to faith in Jesus Christ, they have repented as John the Baptist preached, right? And they've placed their faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. They then get baptized in water, which is an outward expression of this inward commitment they have made. Water uh, is a way of um, baptism, excuse me, and water is a way of letting the world know that you are becoming dead to the world and alive to Christ. Prior to repenting, you were dead in your sin and trespasses, as it says in Ephesians chapter 2. But when you turn to Christ, you are made alive. You are born again. 1 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But what about the power of the Holy Spirit that makes us witnesses for Jesus? Well, we're going to jump ahead one week in our study of the book of Acts and turn to Acts chapter 19, okay? So let's jump up to Acts chapter 19, because remember, while you're turning there, I'm just going to refresh. Uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So there is a baptism, there is a power that we need to be an effective witness for Jesus Christ, okay? So now, Acts chapter 19, starting in verse 1. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Now, this is very similar to what we are seeing with Apollos in chapter 18. All that he knew was the baptism of John. Apollos had repented. He had turned his life over to the Lord. He was being used by the Lord in a mighty way. But there was more for him to to grow in. There was more for him to know. Verse 3 says, And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. Still today, Many people come to believe in Jesus, but they go on to live their lives without the power of the Holy Spirit. 
We need the power of the Holy Spirit to be effective witnesses for Jesus Christ. And we need the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the leading of the Spirit to get through this life and remain strong followers of Jesus. So what was the result for this group of people? We'll look at verse 5 and 6. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now, we can do a very long study of the gifts of the Spirit, and we did that uh, several weeks back. But the fact of the matter is the Holy Spirit does not gift everyone with the same gifts. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it tells us very plainly that not everyone speaks in tongues. So don't get hung up on that. You've got to take the whole counsel of the Word of God. You've got to study the entire Word of God. You can't just pull scriptures out and, and set them aside and, and just go with them. You've got to take the whole counsel of the Word of God. Many churches teach that if you do not speak in tongues, you're not saved or you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. But scripturally, this is wrong. Okay? Now, let's turn back to Acts chapter 18. Apollos, he needed to know more about the way of God. He knew Jesus, but there was more for him to learn. Verse uh, 26. So, chapter 18, verse 26. So, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and they explained to him the way of God more accurately. So here we see both Aquila and Priscilla being used by God to teach Apollos what more he needed to learn, the things he needed to learn. The Lord uses both male and female to do his work here on the earth today. And now, with a better understanding of the ways of the Lord, Apollos would go on with his knowledge of the Scriptures and with the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 27 says, And when he desired desired to cross to Icaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through Grace, for he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. So the Jews did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah, and many still don't today. But the way we come to Jesus is by the grace of God through faith, and this is still the message that goes forth throughout the earth today. Some believe and receive. And they go on to grow in the Lord, like Apollos was doing. Others believe and receive and don't grow because they don't learn the ways of the Lord. And still, many others don't believe and don't receive, and as a result, remain dead in their sins and trespasses. And here I'll ask the question again to you listening to this podcast. Where are you today? Do you know him, first of all? Are you growing in him or are you rejecting him? Have you been walking with him for a period of time and and you're even walking and maybe you're even like Apollos, you're being used by the Lord, you're teaching the word of God, you're doing things, but you don't know the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, that's between you and the Lord. Seek the Lord in prayer. 
we just study the word here. I'm just putting these things out here. And, and you take it all to the Lord yourself. If you know him, you have a personal relationship with him. It doesn't matter what any man says. Go take it directly to the Lord in prayer. Apollos used the scriptures to show them Jesus. And today we still have the scriptures so that we can see Jesus as well. And if again, as you're listening to this podcast, you're someone that has never given your life to Jesus Christ, it's very simple. He's right there. He's just the prayer away. Do you believe the things you're hearing today that we've talked about? Do you believe the gospel of Jesus Christ? That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son? Do you recognize, do you realize that you are a sinner and that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, each and every one of us? Do you realize that Jesus went to the cross to pay the price for your sin? And he died on the cross for your sin and he shed his innocent blood for you. And his blood washes away your sin. He was buried. On the third day, he rose again. He walked on the earth again. He ascended into heaven. He ever lives to make intercession for us. He's coming again. Do you believe all this? Then call out to God and ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to fill you. Christ in us is our hope of glory, the Bible says. Ask Christ to come into your heart. Receive him as Savior and Lord. Confess him before those around you. Proclaim him. Ask for the filling of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon your life so that you can proclaim him, so that you can be a witness for Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, Lord. I pray for each and every person listening to this podcast. You know their hearts. You know where they are, Lord. You know my heart. You know where I am, Lord. And God, you are the God that is the great physician that can do a work within us that no other can do. You cut through everything else by the power of your word. And you do a work within us, Lord. So, Father God, we thank you. We praise you for who you are. Come, Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us. Lead us and guide us, comfort and counsel us, use us for your glory. We thank you for this time we can spend together on these podcasts, Lord. And I pray again for each and every believer that is listening, each and every heart, Lord, that's out there listening, that you will use them for your glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Contact us if you'd like. Uh, info at aloutreachministries.org is one way you can get in touch. I read those emails myself. So um, love to hear from you. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know that you're being blessed by this one way or the other. God bless. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you next time as we go into Acts chapter 19. God bless.